The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. It's Inside Florida Racing. It is 8.01, which means it is karting time with Bonehead. Go ahead. Yeah, um, you know, uh, our karting segment is just, uh, like we were talking about earlier, it's just gotten better and better and uh, more and more interest in it as we realize that the karting world is huge, you know. And uh, we've got somebody on the line with us here who uh, started out in karting. You know, and uh, like to introduce everybody to Ryan Hunter Ray. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Now, uh, you folks know uh, Ryan amongst uh, racing uh, Indy cars this year in the Indy 500 um, has raced many things. And then uh, going to your bio, Ryan, I see that uh, you know you started in karting. Uh, it looks like you're from Florida. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm from South Florida, and. Um started racing in Naples and Sarasota and Miami, doing that uh, for the first year and a half, and then from there went to, went racing nationally. But yeah, karting's been a huge, huge um, background of mine. It, it, it got my career, you know, going into where it is now. I mean, even even now, I use uh, I use karting to keep in shape, and you know, I, I was at the kart track twice this week, um, just getting ready for the season coming up, so... Yeah, it's a big part of what we're doing. Now, uh, you presently, uh, you reside in California? Yes, right now I do, yeah. And um looking for a place in South Florida here pretty soon, right time to buy, so <laughs> see what happens. It's certainly easier to travel from the East Coast to all these races than it is from the West. Yeah, um, you do uh, racing out there in uh, Sonoma? Uh, no, I'm in Southern California, so I used to go all the time to Rocky Moran's, um track which was probably the best track i've ever been to and then uh walmart or, or lowe's or something bought that over and demolished the track and then uh fontana has a good track out here and and also uh lake paris california so we have three we have two two good tracks actually to pick from during the week and uh you know i, I get to them at least probably once a week twice a week if i'm lucky so uh you folks listening out there uh it, it's not only in the start that he started with racing a go-kart and still doing it today uh using it to keep in shape because uh how uh far between are, are your races in the indycar series well it depends during the thick of it i mean we can go six six weeks in a row six weekends in a row with no stop and then at other times we'll have a week or week or week and a half you know two weeks off that's seldom usually you get a weekend off here and there but uh during the thick of the season it's every weekend so once once you get going, it happens pretty quick. It goes by pretty quick, and you got to be ready for it. That's for sure. Um, and for me, there's nothing better. I mean, it's better than the gym, better than running, cycling, swimming, anything. I mean, getting in the cart, especially a shifter, and yeah. um, running it until your uh, your forearms feel like they're going to fall off, and that's that's pretty much um, what I try and do. Um, shifter's not the best for actual driving technique, but it is the most physical form of karting so that's why i use it yeah it was uh in the early 90s 
that I stopped racing go-karts. I ran twin twin Yamahas in the shifter class and also ran a shifter too. And the amount of shape that you had to be in to do that at those times. And then, uh, you know, I raced late models and stuff and cars over the last 10 years. And I raced cars again after that. And, man, let me tell you what, racing cars is easy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, with all that weight and everything, yeah. Um, but, you know, we call it being in shifter shape. It's um, there's, there's being in racing race car shape, and then there's being in uh, shifter shape, and it's, uh, it's a different thing all in itself. I mean, you're so busy on these car tracks with the, with the uh, you know, 125 shifter that it's, um, it prepares you. Everything kind of slows down once you get in the race car. Now, that said, it's not like you're pulling four Gs doing 220 mile an hour at Indy. That's a different deal, but, um, you know, it definitely prepares you physically. So, you know, let's get back to, um, as, as your season, as, as you your career unfolded, um, it progressed um, pretty rapidly, um, did it not? I mean, uh, as you got into racing cars? Uh, yeah, it did. I think it did progress pretty rapidly. I was fortunate enough to win the Skip Arbor Scholarship out of uh, Karting Scholarship out of um, out of racing carts when I was 16, which got me a full season in, in Skip Arbor, and uh, and then I won the Formula Dodge Eastern Championship, the Skip Arbor Formula Dodge Eastern Championship, and from there I won the uh, the Skip Arbor Big Scholarship, which got me a, a season in the Pro Series, and, and then I won Rookie of the Year. From there. Went to Atlantics and um, you know had a, had a really good season that year, despite the team running out of money at the end of the year, and that that got me up into uh, into Champ Car. Did uh, three or four years there, and then into IndyCar. Um, what did you think about that? The, 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 the Champ. Let me start over. How how do you feel about the Champ Car IndyCar deal and how it went down through those years? Well, it was real unfortunate because when I was. Right, right in the thick of karting for me it was when IndyCar was at its highlight, you know, with kart IndyCar, um, right. 1995, 1996, uh, seemed like it couldn't be touched. And then right as I was getting into cars, everything just started, you know, the wheels started to come off the whole thing. and uh, It was falling it, it, apart. It really, what's that? I said it was falling apart, to say the least. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it was It was really falling apart just as I was getting into cars. So that was unfortunate timing on it. couldn't have been any worse, but... Um, you know, the Champ Car uh, cart was a lot of fun. I mean, when it was at, when it was right, I mean, it was ovals, road courses, street circuits. That's of course what we're going back to now, IndyCar, right. and just coming full circle. Uh, but the cars with the turbo engines and everything, and and you know, 850 horsepower was a lot of fun. Um, now we're come full circle. Like I said, racing ovals, road courses, street circuits. And uh, these cars are tuned to the ovals because they're, they're, you know, you don't need 850 horsepower on an oval. All you're going to do is try and de-wing the car to slow it down or slow the speeds down. So the horsepower in the Indy cars right now is right for the ovals, but it's not right for the road courses and street circuits. And Honda and the Indy Racing League are working on that. Um, I think the, the product that you see coming in 2010 and 11, the new engine and chassis package will be, will be pretty exciting. But, um, you know... It, it was an unfortunate set of circumstances. How it all went down is what it is. Well, life's unfair in a lot of ways. And um, here we are now, though, back at the Unified Series. So I guess that's all that matters right now. So in 2003, you won your first Indy race as a, a rookie. Uh, 
tell us what that was like. Must have been exciting. Yeah, that was my rookie year in, in Champ Car, and, and I had Jimmy Vassar as a teammate. So initially, you know, coming straight out of Atlantic, being 20 years old or 19 or whatever I was at the time, it was a you know it was it was, it was big to keep keep up, you know. And um, but right away, started with a great pace, and we had good races, and we were we were, we were in the old Raynard chassis, fighting against all the the new Lolas. So it was tough, but some tracks really suited us, like Mid Ohio. Uh, qualified on the outside pole there and finished on the podium and that was a big step for our team real big step and from there at surfers i mean i just i love that track and we had it we had a good day going then once it started raining everything really started picking up for us guys were hitting the wall we you know we were running fast in the rain and um i ended up making the pass for the lead in the wet against jimmy um which rarely got seen on television but i passed him going down the back straight about 50 laps to go and then it dried up, went to new tire to uh, slick tires, and you know just kept it in the front from there. It was an amazing feeling, especially to win there. Yeah, now in between your uh, camp and getting into the IndyCar uh, deal with uh, Rayhon Letterman, uh, you raced a, a lot of different uh, cars. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean it was actually you know with with. Uh, Coming from Champ Car, then I went to 2004 after the American Spirit um, Surface Paradise when I went to Erdaz, which was a good team, and won a race there. And then, um, unfortunately, I got stuck with Rocket Sports, and that was, you know, that was just a horrible year. Um, and, and you know, the, the team just had no chemistry, and it was just, uh, it was on a shoestring budget. But, you know, long story short, it didn't end up well, and, and um, times being what they are with uh not a lot of sponsorship money going around. You know, I had to go around and race other cars, and actually, that I'm I'm glad that happened in hindsight. I mean, it 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 definitely made me more resilient and stronger. I mean, I went out and got in the Porsche GT3 and and um, you know put it on the pole, and we had a, we had a good time doing that. Raced Daytona prototypes. I just got used to jumping in cars I didn't really know about, and uh, you know, got into the uh, GM. Uh, Bush Series development uh, testing for Hendrick and and you know and I tested a bit for Robbie Gordon Motorsports in, in the uh, car tomorrow. So I was jumping around from car to car to car, and you're always having to change your change your driving style. I raced in super late models in Irwindale, California, just to just to kind of just to keep me on my toes and always be prepared. And uh, you know when when I when I got the call from Ray Hall, I was ready to go. And once again, I jumped in a new car. And I was ready for that uh, for that change. So it, yeah, I it guess, was um, it, it was a good pre- preparation. And having uh, zero experience there, getting into the IndyCar, um, that must have been a little shaky. What? Well, you know, maybe not. After having all this experience driving everything else, it was like, well, let's go get into this. Yeah, the only difficult part about it was my first time being in an open wheel car in like a year and a half, and uh, or in an IndyCar style car in a year and a half. So it was. That that took a day to get used to, but you know, it's you know, it, it was it was pretty seamless. I mean, it, it was a good car, good team. We got in it. We did a good job that weekend. Had a goal of finishing the top seven, and we finished seventh. And from there, we only got better. But it was, um, yeah, it was it was a good weekend, and you know, I was ready for it. That's for sure. So, uh, and I think that's only because of the different cars that I jumped in over all those. Uh, over that year and a half. Hey, Rob, can I ask a question? Go ahead. Hit it. I, I was just sort of curious. Um, 
how much involvement David Letterman actually had, you know, as, as a car owner. Would he come and watch you race? Um, was yeah. was he around a lot? Uh, well, funny enough, my first weekend, uh, Dave Letterman usually goes to two or three races a year. He, he's a nut for the Indy 500. That's what got him into this. So he goes into, he goes to Indy. And, he, and he's in the timing stand. He's, he's at the he's at the pole day. You know, he he's, he goes to to the Indy 500. But the other two races he goes to is sometimes a race, sometimes um, a race that he goes to here and there, maybe uh, Detroit or something like that, which we haven't really seen him at. But Mid Ohio is always one that he goes to. Mid Ohio was my first race with the team, and um, my first race in IndyCar, and he showed up, and so the pressure was really on. Um, that weekend, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool seeing Dave Letterman for the first time, and uh, he's a really cool guy, down to earth, you know, funny, funny guy, just normal, seems like a normal guy. That's great. Uh, he seems that way when you see him on television when he's interviewed, and so that's why I was sort of curious. I knew he, you know, growing up where he grew up, that he he was a, a big fan of the the Indy 500. So I wondered how how active he would, was, you know, with the team. Cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, and he's been been with them for a bit, but the Indy 500 is the uh, that's that's the core for him, you know. That, that's the that's the point of involvement for him is to be uh, to be an owner in the Indy 500. Well, he was definitely watching you this year when I watched the race on TV. He was sure hoping and a wishing. <laughs> oh yeah, we were we were we were carving through it. I mean, we had a good we had a, we ran it, I think as high as fourth and we finished sixth, which was. Uh, Indy 500 rookie of the year, but it was it was a good finish for us, and we, we certainly fought hard the whole day and moved up moved up through the field, and he got what he wanted to get out of it, and it was exciting for him. Uh, of course, a win is is the ultimate goal, but uh, you know we we certainly um, we fought with the top teams there. Well, Ryan, I'm taking a look at our uh, message boards, and I just want to share with you that you have a lot of support. Uh, from the listener of, in, of Inside Florida Racing and Real Racing USA. Um, they're all wishing you, you know, good luck, and they hope you find a great ride for this year. And um, they're really looking forward to watching your racing career. I appreciate it. I mean, the fans have been awesome, especially this past year. It's been it's been really cool. Um, they've been over the top, and especially in this off season, just the support. I mean, it's tough right now. Mm-hmm. We had a good year last year with Ray Hall and, and, you know, circumstances being what they are with the economy and everything else, the ethanol disappeared. Ray Hall Letterman's not fielding a, fielding a car uh, for the uh, for the 2009 season. And uh, it's just, you know, it's par for the course right now a little bit. Um, but we're working hard on getting a deal together. And, uh, you know, I do have to thank the fans. They've, they have been very supportive through emails and everything else. It's been it's been awesome. So hopefully we'll get on track here in St. Pete. Yeah, you're going to come to St. Pete, correct? Yeah, hopefully I'll be driving. Uh, that's the plan. It's uh, you know we have some some deals coming together. We're working on a lot of business to business deals. That's that's mainly it's the only way you're really getting sponsorship done right now with everybody you know tightening up the reins and not really wanting to spend a lot of money in the corporate world. Uh, Everybody's being very conservative, but if you can find two companies that complement each other that it could pay off for a racing program, um, it pays off for everybody. That, that that's what we're trying to do. Unfortunately, business to business deals have a bit longer of a timeline, so we're working hard on getting that uh, getting that together and being on the grid in St. Pete. So you got some companies out there that really like you? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, 
support there. I mean, we definitely have some support. We're just trying to put together the whole deal. I and mean, we have we have pieces of it. Um, IZOD has been a great sponsor of mine. Signed on with them for personal sponsorship for three years. And, I mean, immediately the first weekend I, I signed with them, they put up a big billboard in Times Square in New York and um, have done huge activation with me through Sports Illustrated Magazine, ESPN Magazine, um, advertising and you know, we we were lucky enough to win win our first race together, and uh, and and they did a whole special on that in New York. So IZOD's been great. They're going to do huge activation this year, almost uh, six million dollars or more in in main media activation through you know, whether it be print media or on uh, network television. So finding like a ride, they got enough money to rent out. Sounds like they got enough money to rent a car for you. Yeah, the problem is their buy is in is in the partnership with the league and creating a brand for the league to create a, a clothing line, um, and they're not necessarily looking to advertise through IndyCar racing on a race car. They're yeah. looking more as to the image, the brand of it that that really appeals to them, and that's a huge partner of the league. I mean, the league the league is just thrilled to have them. So, um, you know. They're not looking to spend that amount of money on, you know, six, five, six million dollars what it costs to race an IndyCar for the year. They're not looking to spend that on top of what they already have and have committed to their advertising campaign for the IndyCar series in '09. What are the IndyCars powered by? What what brand? Motor. Uh, Honda. Uh, they're they're powered by Honda, um, and the uh, you know the the, the horsepower. Right now, I believe it's somewhere around 700. They're, they're moving it around from race to race. So is, is the economic downfall that we're seeing here um, in our, you know, in the United States, is it having a, a big effect on uh, on this kind of racing, on IndyCar type racing? Oh, for sure. It's all about the, the corporate sponsorship. You know, I mean, that's that's where it comes from. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's affecting it massively affected me directly i mean ethanol bounced out because of the uh, the market and what it's doing to their industry um that we yeah every, every team has seen a big hit because of it uh, indy car racing itself though i mean the actual league are, are, are oh you mean like attendance and whatnot but well they're going to have problems being able to fund the whole season you know not necessarily a team but like the whole league and, and having a season and being able to keep sponsorship for their league and be able to do all the advertising that they need to do for these, I, I, I guess it's not so bad. Like for NASCAR, they've got GM and Ford that are just doing terrible. Uh, for you guys, you've got Honda, and then the manufacturers of frames, and, and then the other sponsors that come along. I hope that they can continue uh, to sponsor throughout the season. We don't start seeing, you know, issues with that. Yeah, no. All we can do right now is hope, and everybody keeps to their 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 contracts. Um, from what I see, the league is, um, you know, they're going on as scheduled. I mean, there's no, there's no cutbacks or shortcomings. There's cool. a big change in, in our TV package this year, being on versus 80% of the time. Um, as compared to ESPN, but um, you know, what channel is it going to be on? It's going to be on versus. Okay. Um, are you probably saying in your head, what is that? Yeah. It's. Um, you know, it's the same channel that that airs NHL hockey and uh, the Tour de France. 
You look for it, you'll find. You'll find oh yeah, okay. I, I, I think I know which one it is. That's on the upper, uh, the upper numbers, Rob. In our, in our deal, uh, Ryan. I, I, I wanted to get back to the racing for just a minute here. Compare the difference in emotion and and just the impact as a driver between running up front with a chance to to win the Indy 500 and like say winning like I mean you won at Watkins Glen right I mean what like what's the difference in emotion there are they what's that like for you as a driver? Well, it's I mean Indy it's the whole build up you know it's months of, of testing. And of hype. I mean, every every day you're on track. There's all this hype and media coverage, and you know the history of the place. It, it's an unreal racetrack. I mean, and no other racetrack you go to does it actually get your attention like Indy does. I mean, it's uh, it's a special place. It's a special place for a reason, um, and it lives up to that hype. But um, when it comes down to it, when you're on the grid before the race, on on the, on the front straight before the race, and there's you know nearly 500,000 fans out there. I mean, it. You you understand what you're being what you're about to to to, to be involved in is huge and and that that stays with you through the race. I mean you, you know it for sure. Um, so yeah, Indy Indy is special. And man, when we started getting up to I think we were up to fourth at one point, fourth and fifth. You just I mean I had a realization under under caution during the race that hey this is you know this is what it's about. This is the first time I turned a wheel on a go kart. This is what. Uh, Reality check. What, what you go racing for? It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Do you uh, see yourself ever uh, racing a Formula One car? I'm sure you'd love to. Oh, I would love to. I mean, that's that's always been a, a goal of mine as well. F1 is is the premier, you know, road racing. Um, but with that said, I love IndyCar. I'm having a blast here, um, and you know. If with the with the right situation, the right teams, I I could see myself being in IndyCar for quite a while. Uh, and and if a, a situation came about, the right circumstances for for an F1 seat or to to test for one, I'd certainly uh, consider that seriously. I guess, I guess you need to learn a few different languages, and when they come to Indy for the Formula One race, they, if they still come there, then uh, you just have to hit you know learn your Italian and your German and your French. <laughs> That's fine. That's a, that. That would be a, a small price to pay. So, so Ryan, you started out here in Florida. I mean, that's how you got started in the car deal. What advice would you give um, to uh, youngsters? I mean, there's literally thousands of, of of youngsters in carts, and and they look at at people like yourself who who made it up there, which is the, a pretty big level of achievement. What advice would you have for youngsters who are racing the karting circuits in, in uh, Florida today? Well, first of all, I mean, racing is not, I mean, it's not a clear-cut, cut-and-dry, you know, stick-and-ball type sport where in high school, if you if you, if you play football and you get the right things done, you, you put up the right numbers, you're going to get looked at by big schools and you're going to go somewhere based on your talent. Uh, racing, a lot of what you do is off the track, um, you know. I mean, in, in, in karting, karting was the, best, was, was the best years of racing by far for me. It was fun. Have to go all over the place, learn things. I mean, I learned more about people in karting than I did about you know in anything else in life. More than I did in school or anything else. It was just I was traveling different places, racing. You know, it, it was like a you know dream come true. But um, it was a lot of hard work. And at times when I was a kid, I didn't understand sometimes that you know this amount of work needs to come first if you want to win on Sunday, versus getting out and being with your friends after you know 
school, whether that be high school or whatever it may be, um, you know, it was tough sometimes to kind of separate myself. Hey, these kids don't understand what I'm doing with the racing, but I do, and I know where I want to go. And if you really want it that bad, um, you know, that's what I did every, every day after school. There was never enough done, work done on the cart. There was, it was always preparation for the weekend, um, you know, strip the cart down, uh, clean it. A clean cart's a fast cart, and we always we were always very prepared. And, uh, you know, I have to thank my dad for, for being on me about it. And sometimes it was tough, like I just said, it, when I was younger. It was tough to understand, gosh, I want to go, you know, go to that, you know, high school prom or whatever it was that that was uh that all my friends were doing well i i kind of you know i had to go down my own road and and thankfully i have i've now racing cars because of it but it it was a long road it was very hard and a lot of it was done off track you have to you have to learn to be kind of a businessman off the track as well to get it done that's just the way racing is it's uh you have to be successful on and off the racetrack so a lot of commitment and um you got to kind of be got to you know you really got to be you got to be ready for the ups and downs, I guess. Hey, um, Ryan, are you a pilot? No, I'd love to be. I just don't have the time right now. <laughs> or the plane. How about that? Yeah, um, I, well, I, I noticed that, you know, uh, one of the things in your bio uh, said that if you weren't racing, what would you be doing? One would be uh, having something to do with NFL football, but the other one would be to be a you know, fighter pilot, which I would I'd love to be a fighter pilot. Anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm like, I would love to be a pilot. That's like, uh, to, to fly, I think, is the awesome thing. But, man, Definitely. you should get your license and fly a little bit. I, I will when I get some time. Number one, the license is a couple thousand dollars, or more than a couple, several thousand dollars, and it's many hours of commitment. And, you know, I, I definitely will do that at some point. I just uh, prioritize right now. <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> Definitely, but yeah, if I, I always wanted to be a fighter jet pilot or a race car driver, one or the other, but um, luckily you I got You made one of them. You made one yeah. of them come true. Yeah. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here on Inside Florida Racing. Uh, Jack, CC, you guys got any uh, final thoughts? No, I'll tell you. Well, he already answered my question. Yeah, I just want to thank you very much, uh, Ryan, for uh, spending time with us here on Inside Florida Racing, and uh, uh, you gave a lot of good insights to uh to the sport and uh hey wish you continued success out there man thanks a lot i really do i appreciate it and uh you know come on anytime yep right, if man. i uh make it out to uh the st Pete grand prix because i live in tampa so um jack's supposed to get us lined up if we can get out there i'm going to come by and see you hopefully you'll be racing something out there i want to see you race something definitely i look forward to it look forward to seeing you guys out there mm-hmm. all right ryan thanks a lot good night ryan have a good day good all day. right Bye-bye. See ya. I don't have-